0: Welcome to Light Body Radio. This is the show for all of those looking to integrate wellness upgrades into their daily life. It's all about the menagerie of ways you can improve your life with food, supplements, movement, mindset, and more. On today's episode, I'll be bringing in the energy and vibration of spring and teaching you how to integrate and ground this energy of this cycle into your daily life. And really get in touch and see how living with the cycles of nature can change your life for the better. So thanks for listening. I hope you all are well. Before we get started with today's um, content, I invite you all to take a few deep breaths. This helps to calm our energy, lower our blood pressure and our heart rate. And just tune in. So take a deep breath in through your nose. And exhale fully out your mouth. Take a deep breath in through your nose. Inhale completely and fully. Feel your chest and your belly expand. And exhale, let it all go. Release whatever is bothering you release any distractions, just be present here and now for the short time of this lovely spring episode. One more time, deep breath, inhale in through your nose. And exhale, let it all go. Mm, That's nice, awesome. I love that, okay one more thing I want to tell you about before we get started is I have been invited and I invite you to join me and 40 other phenomenal transformational teachers, mentors, leaders, and way showers on the Alara Canfield show, Awaken to Happiness Now. This is a global series for wonderful conversations and experiential processes. I have been asked to join Alara to inspire and empower you to help you awaken and introduce happiness now and transform your life so that you can create the life that you truly desire as we step into a new empowered sacred reality. I will leave the link for you to sign up for this amazing interview series in the show notes. And this week, the show notes are at drlaramay.com forward slash lightbody radio forward slash spring 2020. Or if you just want to go to the light body radio podcast website, which is drlaramay.com forward slash light radio, you can find all of the show notes to all of the episodes there and click on which one ever you're looking for. So now let's dive into the topic this week, which is spring. Yay. So I want to talk about the energetics of spring and how to integrate the energy of spring into your life. And spring brings with it the power to heal, new birth, transmutation, new endeavors that will be opening up, the spirits of nature awaken and become more tangible to us, and change. Change is stimulated and movement is stimulated during spring. As the sun moves out of the sign Pisces, which is all about water and the feminine, and it moves into the sign of Aries around march twenty first twenty second or twenty third which is a fire sign and is uh, has more masculine energy that which we are cleansing and giving birth to throughout the winter can now be given greater expression so I want you to think about um, what you were cultivating and trying to give birth to throughout the winter season. And maybe even I encourage you to go back and listen to the podcast I did about winter to give you a little refresher, maybe just to, you know, look back and see uh, how much of that energy you infused into your life during that season. So anyway, what during winter can now be given greater expression? The shift of energy upon earth at this time of the year marks a time for greater expression of the masculine energy within all of us. Winter was very feminine, and now spring brings in the balance of the masculine. It's time to unveil and assert our creative aspects more dynamically and productively. A time to reside- resurrect our innate gifts from the darkness. So, really, we are moving from darkness, which is winter, and we're coming into light in a period of light. The creative force within each of us stirs into greater outward expression. Aries is a sign of creative fire, of new beginnings. Much esoteric significance has been attributed to this time of year, from the resurrection of Tammuz in Sumeria to the resurrection of Christ within the Christian tradition. The keynote for this season is creation and expression of the new. And this obviously is reflected in nature. We see seeds begin to sprout, the sap begins to run and flow again, and it stimulates new growth in the trees, flowers and leaves begin to bud and sprout and bloom. And the natural world begins to resurrect itself naturally without anyone telling it to. And so I want you to think of yourself in alignment with that. No one really, I mean, unfortunately, we're we become so disconnected from our natural world that now we have to remind ourselves like, oh, it's winter. I go in, I reflect, I plant seeds, blah, blah, blah. Oh, now it's spring. Okay, it's time to be creative and bring forth more expression, blah, blah, blah. So um it should be more flowing, more natural, more integrative. And so this is a goal and intention that I'm setting for myself. Of course, obviously, I know you've heard me say my word for 2020 is flow. And so this is another chance for us to introduce that flow into our lives. And it really is going to be personified by integrating the energies of spring through in our life right now. So it's time in which these energies are propelling us for initiating a new order into our lives. Spring energies are strengthening and developing in the physical. So we might feel more motivated to go outside. There's going to be a lot of media and ads about, you know, getting into shape, losing that winter weight, blah, 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 the holiday pounds, whatever, all that BS, don't worry about that. But you will feel more naturally called to be outside, to move more, to get your own juices flowing again, that might have become a little stagnant if you were um, feeling in the hibernating energy over the winter. So facilitate this initiation of change. And it begins with the balancing of the masculine and the feminine within us. In Western Orthodox Christianity, sorrow and mourning has come to be associated with this time of year because of the focus on the crucifixion. But really, with spring, the focus should be on the resurrection, which reflects the true energies playing on the planet right now. There is an impulse to resurrect our lives, if only out of the doldrums of winter. And this is found throughout Earth and most apparent in the natural world. It is the time to focus on the conscious transmutation of our lives. Again, conscious transmutation of our lives. Be a deliberate creator. You hear me talk about this a lot, but get deliberate with your energy, your intentions, what you want, what you don't want. And how are you going to change? How are you going to transmute? How are you going to transform to bring those intentions, those desires into your reality? You are a conscious, deliberate creator. And now is the time. Spring is the time to really embrace it and bring all of that into its physical form and make those connections between the energetic and the physical. The living waters of life, the Pisces energy, are now flooded with new radiance, thanks to Aries, the fire sign. And if the cleansing and preparation have been accomplished through these efforts in the previous two seasons, which I didn't do a fall uh, episode, but I will this year. Um, But again, I would suggest going back to listen to the winter season. Then this new radiance that's coming about can affect change in all avenues of your life. It awakens the quote, magic green fire of Gaelic legends, the alchemical force of one of the greatest forces found within nature. So think about what you see during springtime and all the different shades of green. I know right now, I live in the Sierra Mountains, and it's considered to be high desert. So we do have shades of green, but they're not as a wide variety as those places like the southeast, It's all the deciduous areas of the country. I grew up in East Tennessee. And it's still one of my favorite times to go back home because of the massive bloom in the spring. And the unique green of the buds on the trees before they bloom is such a different green than the green of the grass or the green of the leaves on the trees. And when you really tune in and appreciate and relish in that energy, you can start to feel it light you up and to feel it energize you. And you can start to take advantage of that and infuse that and carry that momentum forth into your own life. So I'd like to go through some spiritual mysteries of what this, this is called the vernal equinox, the spring time. So the ancient mysteries call forth a return to nature's rhythms on an intuitive level. Spirit and nature in harmony together. The earth seasons are designed to promote specific evolutionary needs. The autumn is the seed planting time. The winter is the gestation of the seed and the taking root. The spring is the bursting forth of the new seeds to release new aspiring life and be harvested in the summer. So these are always reflected in the hidden mysteries of nature. The spring equinox opens the veil between the physical and the spiritual so that a resurrection in our lives can be inaugurated. The keynote of this season is creation. It is the drive to move our lives upward, like a seed pushing forth out of the earth into the air. The spring is the time when the creative powers we have been nurturing through the winter can be expressed to initiate a new world of opportunities for ourselves. It is at this time of year that, that the sun leaves the water sign of Pisces and enters into Aries, the creative sign, fire sign. Fire was always regarded as something mysterious in ancient times, and many traditions speak of how fire first belonged to the gods. And there are many, many myths of ancient fire stealers and the creation of humanity, and it is an element which consumes and changes. It is both destructive and creative, much like the goddess Kali in the Hindu and yogic traditions. Aries is the fire sign of new beginnings. And much esoteric significance is attributed to this time of year. The ancient Hebrew tradition speaks of how God fashioned the world at this time, and that Moses led the Israelites out of Egypt in the spring. Resurrection myths associated with the spring season abound as well from Christ to Osiris of Egypt, to Adonis of Babylon, to Tammuz of Sumeria. In the Roman mysteries, people celebrated the death and resurrection of Addis at this time of year as well. So this is a time for the fires of the new the spring is the beginning of the alchemical process of the seasonal changes. So even though, you know, we think of maybe a plant's journeys when we plant the seed, in the energetic scheme of things, spring is the beginning because it truly is the resurrection, the birth. Again, While the winter season was a time of feminine mysteries, the the water element, the spring season is a time for the masculine mysteries, the fire elements. And the time of the equinox is a time of the alchemical and magical blending of fire and water. The living waters within us are flooded with a new radiance so that they can be expressed more fully within our life circumstance. This is the time which releases energies that manifest opportunity to understand the mystery of polarity. We understand the importance of balancing the masculine and feminine so they can eventually be blended to create new life. Spiritually and physically, this is a time of great creative expression. In the Northern Hemisphere, the creative forces begin to grow there is a fresh outburst of exuberant life and it holds many opportunities for those who align with its rhythms and forces. So here's just a list of things to look forward to. It's an excellent time to initiate a new order within your life. So what do you want to start anew? It's an ideal time for burning out the old so that the new seeds have room to sprout and be given new expression. It's also a time in which the veil between the physical and the spiritual is thinned, creating opportunities to access and invoke dynamic spiritual energy into your life. This energy can be used to accelerate, accelerate your own growth or to open new patterns for it throughout the rest of the spring. It's an excellent time to invoke energy that will assist you in making new things within all areas of your life. The inner temples are more accessible so that the secrets of life can be more deeply attuned to. So if you are thinking about studying any new spiritual path or new spiritual modality or learning, and maybe even any new creative skill at all, maybe drawing or music, now is the time. This time will really help you do that. It's a powerful time for releasing fiery healing energies. For the advanced disciple or advanced spiritual student, one might say, it is an ideal time to fashion the soul body so that the individual can function consciously in the spiritual world. Now, that's a pretty heady sentence. but So there are so many opportunities both across the physical and spiritual plane at this time for you to take advantage of. For the true student of the spiritual mysteries, it is during the spring that the energy is available that facilitates the undergoing of, dis- undergoing, yes, of discipleship, which is, I know you don't, that's sort of like a funny word, um, especially if you're not an active practicing Christian. So discipleship is more of, to me, like student, being a student, studying, learning something new, dedicating yourself to something that you're passionate about. So the individual must learn to roll away the stones of personal and sense limitations and come forth bringing the inner light out into the external world. At this time of year, the individual can open up to learn and access the vibrant forces of the planet to heal yourself and others if possible and if necessary, especially through the world of nature. So this is a great time to discover the healing power of plants, um, the healing power of animal totems of animal energy, maybe of animal communication, maybe communing with the trees. I've been reading some great books about the power and the communication between the trees. I love it. It's fascinating. But um, also to just open new doorways to whatever you have been seeking. Any study of the healings performed by the ancient masters can assist the individual in understanding some of the intricate ways that energy interacts with itself and with humans and with other things. So it's time to focus upon conscious transmutation or deliberate creation. It is the ideal time to assert the will force over the personality. So in this, I like to think of actually, um, exerting your spiritual being over your ego to bring it more into the words of A Course in Miracles or to get out of the way and just allow your spirit to come through. So stop, um, try to stop resonating with that ego side of yourself with that the personality quote side of yourself. It's time to balance the polarities within yourself. It's time to balance the polarities within your life. where are their polarities in your external life, where are their polarities on in, um, in your internal life, and how can you bring balance to those? This balance is necessary to comprehend the significance of the greatest symbol of the season. and that symbol is the Holy Grail the mystery of the grail is intricate and has many levels for most involved with the nature's mysteries. Initially, it is the blessing of both the male and the female. So that's something to think about as well. I love to read, um, spiritual books about uh, Mary, maybe it's time to revisit the subject of Mary Magdalene. I just read um, a book about her by Megan Watterson, which was fantastic. Love that book. Um, But oftentimes, you know, when they talk about the Holy Grail, they talk about the Grail was actually Mary Magdalene herself carrying Jesus's child away from the Holy Land to um, safe haven in Western Europe. So um, it's interesting to think about all the different contexts of a Holy Grail. But what it requires, it requires both both masculine and feminine for that creation, which ultimately creates a oneness, a unity. So even though it starts off as two different things, that polarity, the union of it is where the creation occurs. All right, I want to shift gears a little bit here. Pardon me for my drinking of the water. Okay. And I want to talk about the angels of spring. And um, one of my favorite books and the book I'm using for reference for this podcast is by um, Ted Andrews. He's the author of Animal Speak. But he also has written a book called Nature Speak. And he talks about the um, angels of each season. And so I thought that would be fun to um, bring forth in this podcast today, too. So Raphael is the overseer of the season of spring, the sun or the returning sun, sometimes you'll see symbolizes him. He is the angel of brightness, beauty, healing and life and his name literally means God has healed. He is the archangel of healing Um, especially through the elements of nature. And thus the caduceus is often his symbol as well. And the caduceus is that some doctors use. It's the, uh, with the snake going up and around the little caduceus. (laughs) That's a very technical term, by the way. So he works to help, Raphael helps to work, help, help work, geez, (laughs) works to help humans link the heart and the mind in the healing process information about Raphael of the Chaldean tradition, but he is also one of the three great angels named in post-biblical lore. And so I feel like he's a pretty commonly recognized archangel. Raphael is the keeper and the guardian of the most sacred symbol of the Christian mysteries, the Holy Grail. And throughout the Piscinian age, which we just left, now we're in the Aquarian age, in case you were um, unaware. Uh, He works with uh, the great quest, the quest for our true spiritual essence and how best to manifest it within this life, this life that we have now, this life that we're living right now. How can we embody that energy of the quest? Are you seeking? Are you looking? Are you on a journey? Are you um, on a path? to somewhere else, or a path of evolution. I think the answer is yes to all of those. But he bestows valor and grace upon humanity. And with a group of blessings of light known as the Malachim, he is the chief bestower and the bringer of miracles, coloring lives with wonder. It is from his influence and this group known as the Malachim, that our individual holy guardian angel comes to teach us and guide us as we begin to take more constant conscious to control of our evolution. So I would like to encourage you, in addition to bringing forth the energies of transmutation and creation and resurrection, I would like to encourage you to call on your guardian angel for help in your meditation. Uh, Before you start your day, before you start something new, before you go into work, before you go into a meeting, or you're, you know, going to sit down and have a talk with your child or your partner, call on your guardian angel and ask for that more um, higher vision, higher evolution, that to know exactly what we need to know for the exact divine purpose of the current moment. So there are some more angels, and um, I'm going to take you through these quickly. So there's the angels of Aries. These are beings of light working through the sign, this sign of the zodiac, Aries, to stimulate a call of the great overcoming. This is the conquest of the personality by the spirit. They stimulate and awaken energies of self-sacrifice and transmutation. In the unaware or undeveloped person, there seems to manifest only undirected experiences in life, sort of like that... um like a pinball machine, just like bopping around uncontrollably. Sometimes you'll hear these people refer to themselves as the victim a lot. And often because the signs and communications are not recognized for what they are. For those working towards advancement, though, these beginnings stimulate great, greater effort towards developing of this spiritual personality. And for again, the spiritual disciple, these angelic beings will awaken their recognition of the plan of the divine or your divine plan or um, your higher plan. and work with it through strong signs and communication from the natural world. So perk your ears up, peel your eyes, and keep an eye out for what is the natural world telling you? Is the natural world bringing you messages through animal totems? Are you seeing feathers? Maybe you're getting messages from the angels through feathers. Uh, it can com- come in all manner of ways. And they assist us in merging self-control with wisdom. And depending on where we are in our development, the energy may be experienced through instinctual reaction, a higher form of desire, or direct intention. They help us to tap the forces of nature to stimulate new opportunities and growth within our own life. And also, so these are angels of I'm sorry, I didn't say this earlier, but that um, align with the astrological signs of spring, and this season. So the one I just went over was Aries. And after Aries comes Taurus. So the angels of Taurus, This group of angelic hierarchy has a dynamic purpose in the manifestation of the energies during the spring season. In more ancient times, festivals for the living were often celebrated in the month of May. This angelic hierarchy works With us during this time, they stimulate opportunities for change and new expressions of our abilities and desires. They assist us in the overcoming of selfish desires and the awakening of higher aspirations. And they bring opportunities to follow these aspirations that we have. These beings awaken a light and a love of the earth, especially in all manifestations of nature. They open us up to the empathic language of the plants and the animals. We begin to feel what they are expressing. Because of this, it is one of the most powerful times to explore the natural world and open to its wonders. So again, this is the period of May. So um, if you think about Aries being the period of April, Taurus is May. It is also their task to assist us in developing control over how we use our own light. It is for our own ego. Is it for our own ego or is it for the good of others? I have to ask. So they also assist us in developing discrimination, discernment and removal of glamour from our own life circumstances. Seeking out guidance in the natural world will help us during this month. And as the vanity and the glamour removed, we are able to penetrate into new spheres of illumination and vision. They assist us. Any of us who wish to do so to attune more closely to all life within nature, plant, animal, mineral kingdoms, they assist in the development of language skills in the natural world. I love that. So next is June, the Gemini angels. And as the spring season enters into its last month, the angels of the sign of Gemini come into greater play upon Earth. The angels of Gemini are tasked with beginning to awaken the polarity that is part of the natural world and us. And that this is reflected within its glyph. So it's sign, which looks like two uh, Roman numeral um, eyes. So the Roman numeral two. (laughs) This includes working to unite the soul with its physical form more intimately. These angels help equalize the masculine and feminine so that they can be united to create new life. A lot of people think of Gemini as twins or, um, and as sort of being like bipolar or um, opposites. And so from this perspective, you can see that Gemini does bring the energy of polarity. But from this perspective, it's talking about a merging of the masculine and feminine. But before they can unite, as is reflected in the sign of cancer, which is coming up in summer, the polarities must first be established and balanced. Again, we're coming into this concentration on balance. And because of this, contact with and time spent in any realm of nature fa- facilitates this process. Nothing is more grounding than balancing and balancing than nature itself and being in it. So this month and the work of these celestial beings during it produces change in consciousness in regards to all areas of your life. They work to reveal the light that exists in spirit and in physical form. And for those who choose to align with them through nature, the evolution is traced from service to oneself, to service to others, and on to service of the one light beyond all lights or service to source. They help the individual to develop discrimination in the art of relating to others, including those of the natural world on both physical and spiritual levels. So that discernment is really important. So I hope this gives you some context about the natural energies that you might feel or see or hear coming up for you as the change of the seasons is upon us over the next few days. So I invite you to get out and to be in nature, and to just take note to be observant to see what she brings forth to you to notice. And then definitely let Google be your friends. You know, um, when I first started this work with the natural world, I, you know, when I would see a um, eagle or a hawk or an osprey, or maybe even a deer, like whatever animals came across my path in whatever form when I was outside hiking, Um, or doing whatever I'm doing outside, I wanted to know what that symbology was in order for me to see if there was anything that did resonate that I could glean from it that I could um, infuse into my life. And so I encourage you to do this and see what kind of things come up and what things you can shift and change. And so now I'd like to take you through a meditation for spring. And so if you're driving, now's the time to hit pause and come back to this later. And if you're in some place where you can um, take some stillness to sit down or lay down, close your eyes, breathe deeply, just begin to relax. I invite you to do that now. Don't force your breathing, maybe take a couple deep breaths in through your nose, out through your mouth let it all go just relax relax your head relax your neck relax your face relax your tongue from the roof of your mouth relax your shoulders and your arms feel the just the gentle rise and fall of your chest and your abdomen relax your glutes relax your legs and just sink into the earth. Feel Mother Earth supporting you. Let your awareness of your present settings fade. Feel a cloak of darkness surround you. But you are safe. As you look within the darkness, it begins to lift. See yourself upon crest of a small hill that overlooks a still river its waters are black and deep the sky above is filled with dark gray swirling clouds the trees and bushes are bare and gray across the river sits an ancient temple in ruin it is dusk and the sun is going down behind you taking the last of the daylight with it. You are standing upon a path that leads down to the dark river below. It is lined with people on both sides who are painted and dressed for mourning. You walk silently between them, unsure how to respond to their sadness, or even if you should. At the river's edge is a small barge, and raised up on it is an altar draped in black. It reminds you of an open sarcophagus and the thought does not comfort you. Next to the walkway stands a tall figure dressed in black. Upon his breast is the symbol of a golden chalice encircled in a field of blue. On the barge itself next to the open sarcophagus stands three hooded figures, silent and stoic. You step onto the barge. Searching their shielded faces for some indication of the events to follow. Silently, they assist you in stretching out upon the altar, and you are draped up to the chin in black silk. Embroidered into it is the figure of a giant phoenix rising from the fires and the ashes. The barge is shoved off from ashore, and at a nod from the guide with the chalice emblem, One of the other three draws from beneath his cloak a white rose, and the second brings forth a great sword. The sword is touched to the rose, and it turns a fiery red. It is then dropped into the water beside the barge. The water bursts into flame, igniting the entire river. The flames surround the barge, water and fire together neither extinguishing the other when your guides are sure that you are fully aware of the fires the black cloth is pulled up and draped over your head again the darkness you are alone you can see and hear nothing you know the fire is burning in the water but you do not know how it will affect the barge will it consume the barge will it consume you You force yourself to breathe deeply and relax. Somehow you know that you may stop if you wish. You also know that the trip must be made. As always, the choice is up to you. Within your mind, you hear the words, Thy will be done. And the decision is made. All is silent. You are left to your own thoughts on the sacredness of your own life. Your mind begins to look back upon the events of your life. You look back at all people and events you have encountered. All the changes you have been through within your life float before your eyes, showing you how you have become who you are. You see those whom you have hurt and those who have hurt you. You see and feel the love you have given and the love you have lost. You see your life intertwined with the lives of so many each one adding to the essence of creativity that you are now. You remember all of the unfinished tasks and all of the things you promised yourself that you would do. You see all the illusions of life that you have encountered and all the blessings you have received. You remember the abilities you have manifested in the past and can give birth to once more. You see the dreams and hopes and wishes you have yet to fulfill. And there arises within you a realization that the opportunities for such are never past. They are always here. They are always present. There is a slight bump as the barge touches shore. It draws you from your reverie. You arch your back, feeling the stiffness that has settled it lets this temple and as you reach the crest, you see that the magnificent temple standing in luminous glory. It is no longer in ruins. The two trees bordering the door are full and green. And you look about you. All of the earth is green again. The trees and bushes are bu- budding with new life. It is then that the first rays of the sun streak the horizon to the east. With that, the temple door opens wide, inviting you in. At the altar in the center are your four guides, but no longer are they dressed in black. Theirs are the colors of the great beings of light, for your guides are the archangels of the season. Michael with his flaming sword, Gabriel with the white rose, Oriole with luminous white with a companion unicorn and Raphael in the middle, holding high above his head the great chalice of life. The temple swells with the music of harmony and life. All who had mourned are dressed in brilliant shades of rainbow light as they sing forth their song, the sun rises over the horizon. Its light fills the temple, breathing new fire and life into all. It touches and fills the Holy Grail, Radiating and reflecting out upon the entire earth. A flock of birds soar above you. In the distant fields, a magnificent unicorn appears in the clearing, and the sounds of nature come to life. You look back towards the river, and you see the golden sunlight reflecting and filling the waters with new radiance and a fire of light, not flame. As you turn back to the altar, Raphael turns to you. Holding aloft the golden chalice, he raises his eyes to the heavens and the light pours forth over you. It spirals in and through you and you are renewed. You are born afresh. Your aura is ignited with new radiance and you can see it in its true glory. It is infused with a cross of radiant light that shines out from you like a great star in the heavens, that will shine upon all within your life. It shines in harmony with nature and of all life on earth. You close your eyes in gratitude and prayer, lifting your thoughts and your heart to the, to the divine through the song of the inner temple. As you open your eyes, the temple lifts from around you, but you feel its impression within you still alive. Its energies will grow like the rising sun and your life will be fused with creative fires. Slowly come back into your body. Wiggle your fingers and your toes. Rub your legs maybe. Wiggle your body. Again, feel the earth underneath you. And when you are ready, open your eyes to the room. I hope you enjoyed meditation for spring, that little guided journey. That was the work of Ted for that journey that I just took you on. But it is magical and I love it. And so I wanted to bring it to you. And so I encourage you to infuse any of these teachings that resonated with you and leave the rest as with all of my podcasts and my episodes. But again, thank you for listening. There are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there and I am eternally grateful that you've chosen to spend a little bit of time with me listening to um, what's... I feel inspired to bring to you. So um, I hope that you can subscribe and share and leave reviews and ratings. Um, I am open to all your feedback. I'd love to hear what you want to hear more of. And I look forward to what this spring season brings for all of us, uh, both um, on an individual level and a um, group level. So I will um, see you guys in two weeks. Namaste.